Hello and welcome to Reddit Readings in episode 85. In this episode we are covering the posts on r slash today I fucked up. This podcast has grown a lot in recent times, and we have some big plans for the future. We will soon announce some exciting stuff, so stay tuned for that. But for now let's jump into today's first story posted by user HalfXX, with the title. TIFU by saving my neighbor's life. Now streaming, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor, welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. For starters, this literally just happened 10 minutes ago. And be ready to buckle up because boy is this one long. So, my fiance, F29, and I, M30 have lived in our current apartment for eight months and have had a pretty decent experience overall. It would be perfect if it wasn't for the neighbors that moved in about four months ago. Just to set the stage for what we have been going through, these neighbors throw parties that start at 4 a.m. and end at 2 p.m. all the time and when they aren't having their parties they are just blaring music loud enough to make Helen Keller ask them to STFU all day long. Both my fiancé and I work from home so this can get incredibly annoying, but nevertheless we solider on. Which brings us to today. Today I noticed from my office that there is a persistent beeping. After about five minutes I go to the living room and ask my fiancé if that was our neighbor's smoke detector. She said that she thinks so, so I went to investigate. I go out in the hall and notice that the sound is coming from their apartment, but I don't smell any smoke and the door is cold to the touch so I figure they have it under control and go back to my apartment to continue working. About 20 minutes later I notice it is still going off, and by this point my dog is freaking the fuck out. So I go back to the hallway, smell smoke, and courageously bang on the door. No answer. I continue banging on the door but no one is responding. So I do the only logical thing and call maintenance. I give maintenance man, henceforth him, the rundown on the day's events and he says he'll be right over. Problem solved right? Wrong. Because this dear listeners is when the story gets fun. M arrives, goes to the neighbor's apartment, and does his maintenance thing. When no one answers he goes in and the horrid smoke detector finally stops. I am just about set to go back to my work when all of a sudden there is a knock on my door. I open it to find him standing there on the phone telling another member of maintenance to get the police and ambulance on their way over because he thinks, the kid next door is dead. M then looks at me and says, I need you to come in here with me in case he is faking and attacks. Now, I have been in some fights in my youth but I am in no means someone who is prepared to duke it out with anyone holding any kind of weapon. 
not to mention the fact that M has a good two feet and 120 pounds. On me so if he goes down I'm all but fucked. So naturally I do the responsible thing and agree to go with him. We enter an apartment filled with smoke and I see a burnt pot on a stove covered in the foam from a fire extinguisher. Apparently a fire had started and him put it out and opened all the windows to try to get rid of the smoke. And, sure enough, passed out on the floor, is one of my fucking neighbors. Henceforth fire starter a kid I am assuming is around 23. M proceeds to shake and nudge fire starter in an attempt to get a response. But this kid ain't moving folks. We're in there for at least five minutes trying to get this kid up. So eventually M tells whoever he is on the phone with to get the ambulance and police over here now. Apparently, police was the magic word because Firestart wakes the fuck up and goes aggro on M. M takes it like a champ and proceeds to tell Firestarter he is a dumbass and almost burning down a building is not okay. Firestarter just keeps yelling for M to get the fuck out. I had beyond backed out into the hall at this point. M keeps his cool and just keeps saying, man we just saved your life show some goddamn respect. Firestarter then asks for M.M.'s name so he can report him, which M gave, then asked for my name so he can report me for trespassing. M refused to give my name saying, he's the only reason you're alive right now you useless shit. To which Firestarter grabs a kitchen knife and starts waving it at M. M keeps his cool, collects his keys, and walks off all while Firestarter chases him down the stairs being an incoherent little shit. In the meantime I have predictably retreated to my own apartment only to have Firestarter standing outside my door screaming. I know where you live you piece of shit. Good times. Our next story is posted by user throwaway underscore IANSDSDF, with the title. TIFU by telling a woman at our first date that her pepper spray is useless. So this actually happened today. A few hours ago. So a friend set me up with this woman because she thought we have similar hobbies and a similar dark humor. We met today the first time for a coffee, tea. We were actually having a good time, or at least I thought so. We clicked right away and had a lot to talk and laugh about. After like an hour she suggested to pay our drinks and go somewhere else for lunch and I happily agreed. As we were about to pay our drinks she started searching her purse for her wallet and put various objects on the counter because she seemed like to have a bit of a mess in her purse. One of these objects was a pepper spray. I casually mentioned after leaving the coffee, I'd consider getting a different pepper spray if you plan to defend yourself. This one is quite useless. For a bit of context, I used to test various of pepper sprays and tear gas in the military. We were stupid and young but it was also kind of thrilling. And the product she had was by far the worst, weakest we tested. I just recognized the bottle because it was so bad and thought I should let her know that this is probably not the best option to go with. But she obviously didn't know about that because, well, we just met an hour ago. After this comment our conversation kind of died and she suddenly had a work emergency and had to go. I took me a few minutes until I realized that my comment was beyond creepy without any context. I am definitely not used to meet new people. I hope I've not traumatized her. Our next story is posted by user nwormser, with the title. 
TIFU by using a useless air purifier every night for five years. I've had asthma for about a decade now, but it's never been a big issue aside from sleeping. I have no idea why it hits so hard in my bed specifically, but for years I have woken up wheezing and coughing up phlegm. I live in an old house that produces an absurd amount of dust, so I've invested in mattress covers, I vacuum weekly, and I open the windows whenever possible. Even so, I always suck down inhalers at a brutal rate. One day my friend told me about this air purifier she sleeps with, and I decided to get my own. It's pretty small and super quiet, so I set it up right next to my head and prepared for a blissful slumber. The next morning I woke up and, nothing. Literally no difference. Same old wheezing, same old phlegm. I was a little annoyed, but it was only one night and I had paid good money for this thing, so I stuck with it. Every night I diligently turned the damn thing on, and every morning was the same old story, but I held out hope. Over the years my asthma did get a lot better, which I credited to both the purifier and exercise. For the next five years I used it, every single night. Some mornings I would forget to turn it off, and it would run all day, for extra purified air. I never even thought about it, using the purifier just became a nightly routine. The other day I was making my bed when I noticed a button labeled, filter change. Shit. My dumbass never thought about the clearly expired filter in that thing. I ordered a new one, and when it came I popped open the purifier, and holy shit. I am fucking stupid. Turns out, when you first buy this purifier, there is a plastic sheet over the filter to keep it fresh, and I never removed it. For five years I've been using a purifier that doesn't do a damn thing, just pushes the air around. I was so careful to use it every night, for no fucking reason. I removed the plastic and damn does it sound different. Probably destroyed the fan but god knows I'm not gonna stop using it now. Our next story is posted by user Chains of the Helpless, with the title. TIFU by sending my daughter to school with a 3 million Scoville sandwich. Tfue OMG Reddit, I'm such an idiot. I'll start off by saying that my wife has very weak taste buds. She can hardly taste anything unless they're on extremes of their flavor. Stupid salty, stupid spicy, ECT. Well it's my job to get the kids ready for school, make lunches, get them dressed and out to the bus, then I go off to work. Well this particular day my wife was working an early shift so I decided to make her a lunch as well. I made ham sandwiches for all three lunches, two normal sandwiches for my daughters and one sandwich with the last dab spread across thickly on both sides of the sandwich. I put them all into baggies and packed up. If you don't know what the last dab is, it's a hot sauce made by a popular YouTube channel that sits at 3 million Scoville. It's not for the weak. It's powerful, it sets your whole body on fire and there isn't much to do but try milk and wait for the spice to pass. Today around 11.30, I got a call from my oldest daughter teacher saying she was in agony, that she vomited all over the floor and is in the nurse's office being assessed. I immediately knew what I did left work and rushed to the school. I stopped at a gas station to get some whole milk and some thick milk chocolate to try and help her. I've heard chocolate works but never had the misfortune to try it. 
When I got there, the nurse had figured out what had happened and I got an earful from her about the dangers of spicy food for young kids and I could have done some damage. I agreed and I just let her go off on me while I was comforting my daughter Bequasse frankly. I deserved it. I explained what happened to the principal who wanted to fill out an incident report. He was understanding that mistakes happen but also said this mistake could have been worse. Again, I agreed. I am so embarrassed. When I told my wife what had happened when she got home, she went to comfort our daughter, jokingly called me a huge moron, I agreed, and we had a bit of a laugh with my two daughters over it. My daughter has since recovered and I've learned a valuable lesson. Don't make radioactive sandwiches around food for your kids. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you, and stay spooky. Our next story is posted by user westad5631, with the title, TIFU by getting shot by my date. Let me preface this by saying, UK, it was an air rifle within legal limits, 12 feet per pound. So this was bad, but not as bad as it could have been across the pond. I, M22 like to consider myself an experienced outdoorsman. I spent most of my childhood camping and I still always try to go once a month minimum. Three years ago I bought myself an air rifle for target shooting. No animals have ever been harmed in my trips. Recently I started talking with Ellie, 19F. We really hit it off thanks to a shared love of nature, animals, and scary stories. We had planned to go on a hike for our first date. Then she found out I have a rifle, and instead she wanted to go shooting. Okay, fair enough. Fast forward to day of, I picked her up, we drove out to my usual spot, and got set up. I showed her the basics of firearm safety, then we got shooting, important detail, Ellie is an awful shot. About 90 minutes in I've got my camping stove set up, and I'm making a brew. I suddenly need to answer the call of nature and ask Ellie to finish brewing up. On my way back I don't hear any shots, and assume Ellie is making a brew so, obviously she won't have the rifle aimed downrange. So I cut across the range to get back quicker. Didn't occur to me that she was reloading. I make it up over the ridge onto the range just in time to hear a crack and a searing pain in my left shoulder. I drop to the ground behind the ridge, half expecting another shot, before I hear Ellie scream out and I get back up. Making my way back to our spot trying my damnedest to do my best nonchalant, tis but a flesh wound, face despite how I'm bleeding badly with a .22 lead pellet in my shoulder. Ellie can't stop apologizing, I'm trying to calm her down but she's crying and convinced she's going to prison. We pack up the equipment, rifle, mats, a tarp we were using as a cover, stove, and I pack the wound with some cotton wool pads from her bag and hold in place with duct tape I had in the glove box. 
After a long, very awkward drive we make it to the hospital, and we head into the emergency room. We waited for about 20 minutes before I was seen to buy a drive, and got the pellet hole properly cleaned and the pellet removed. All the while Ellie is being grilled by a nurse about just how the young man got shot, and I have to intervene when she talks about reporting this to the police, assuring her the accident was my fault. Me and Ellie stay in the hospital for about an hour, eating shit from the vending machine and drinking god-awful coffee, before deciding that things didn't actually go that bad, and setting up another date. No weapons involved this time. This morning, I wake up to a 3,000-word essay from her, about how sorry she is, how much she enjoyed our time out and how she's terrified she ruined any chance of us working out. Our next story is posted by user Uncle Coyote, with the title TIFU by telling my wife a fake fact to mess with her. This happened almost 15 years ago, and came back to bite me today, which is why it's a TIFU. My wife loves Christmas songs, and she loves to sing them. 15 years ago, we were on a holiday car ride and she decided to pass the time by singing, the Christmas song, over, and over again and me being me decided to fuck with her just to be funny. When she got to, Jack Frost nipping at your nose, I blanched and asked her why she was singing that song, in an absolutely mortified voice. When she looked confused, I feigned surprise that she was unaware of her faux pas and proceeded to inform her that like many a Grimm's fairy tale, Christmas songs often have a dark past and that, Jack Frost, was the name of a mental patient from the 20s who broke out of an asylum during a Christmas break and went around devouring faces, particularly noses, to which he had acquired a taste for. She bought it hook, line, and sinker. She was shocked, horrified that people would sing about it, and we talked about it for the duration of the ride, Jack Frost's antics growing darker and darker as the miles flew by. Fast forward to this morning. I'm in a good mood, it's super snowy, and I have snow blow the driveway. As I'm getting dressed, I start singing, the Christmas song, and she chastises me in a teasing voice. I had no idea what she was talking about. She then confides that Jack Frost, the serial nosebiter had forever ruined that song for her, and she can no longer stand it. I laugh and explain that I was teasing that day, and I honestly didn't think she believed me. She got mad. Mad mad. Apparently, this has been her go-to fact during the holidays, and for the last 15 years has shared this dark and gruesome tidbit with anyone who would listen. I guess a sea of confused and disbelieving looks and a flashback of people staring at her as if she were a nosebiter came back to haunt her as the lie she had been spreading for years came back in a moment of dawning comprehension. She's mad and a little hurt, and I am apparently the king of lies who is never to be trusted again. Our next story is posted by user Cloten069, with the title TIFU by eating an apple last night. I dreamt that I was eating an apple. It was a wonderful dream, I bit into it, it was sweet and crunchy, and I ate the entire thing. Really, the entire apple. I'd forgotten about my dream when I woke up, and was only reminded when I had a flash of it as I walked past the fruit in the supermarket. I stopped dead in my tracks, causing the angry Saturday morning shoppers to barge past me in fury, but I was too entranced by the sight of the beautiful apples on display. 
Should I? I thought to myself. I have a strict budget. I really need to respect it. Just one. Just one apple. Two went into my basket, coming out at an extortionate zero, 89 euros. The day passes by. I do a bit of garden work, melt my brain by mindlessly scrolling instead of getting on with my studies and personal work, chat to a few people, walk the dogs. Wash said filthy dogs upon return after they decide that fresh horse poop should become part of their fur. Dot all with the apples on my mind. After the battle of blow drying the now clean, but very wet dogs who refuse to take turns with the hair dryer, I'm slightly peckish. My dream comes back to haunt me. Should I give in to temptation and eat the apple? Is it really worth it? I cave. Take the apple, wash it, sit on the sofa. Dot and take a bite. A glorious, crunchy, sweet bite. No fruit has ever tasted this good in the history of humanity. I rip into the apple like it's my last meal, savoring it, almost crying with joy. And hope. You see, for 16 years, I have been allergic to apples, as well as other fruit. I miss it so much, the only fruit that don't cause reactions are bananas, citrus fruit, and grapes. I can only eat cooked fruit, which isn't the same at all and at New Year's I discovered that even peeling the apples for the tart my best friend was making brought my hands out into a rash. Yet this apple, right now, or rather, two hours ago, appeared to be the miracle apple. In the two to three minutes it took me to devour the entire thing, I felt fine. No itching, no pain, no rash. Luckily I am not deathly allergic, no breathing issues or anything, just physical discomfort. So maybe, my dream was actually a premonition? Maybe, somehow, as quickly as the allergy appeared, it just, disappeared? Yeah nah. If I'm posting this on TIFU, you already know that that isn't the case. My entire mouth is now on fire, my throat hurts, my lips are swollen and my gums feel like mini razor blades are gently sliding over them. Was it worth it? Fuck yes. Will I subject myself to the same thing tomorrow with apple number two? Fuck. Yes. Our final story is posted by user cardinal underscore spear, with the title. TIFU by getting the exchange rate wrong and spending $800 on a bottle of wine. So I've been living in Japan for almost two years now and have been seeing a girl for about six months. Today being Valentine's Day, I made reservations for a course meal at a hotel restaurant. Admittedly, it's not my usual style. I'm perfectly happy going to cheap izakayas and that kind of thing. But variety is the spice of life and we both decided it would be nice to dress up a little and have a fancy meal. Two course meals were already going to set me back a pretty penny, but the fuck up was when it came time to order drinks. As befits a romantic dinner, we decided on a bottle of wine. I have long since decided not to pretend to be a wine expert and to just ask the servers for their recommendation when it comes to this kind of thing. Our waiter went for the drink menu, came back with a tablet, and made a few suggestions, all around the 16,000 yen, $160, price range. Of course I tried not to let it show, but I thought that was a bit on the expensive side and swiped to an $80 alternative. I asked him if it's a good wine. Oh. That's a very good wine, sir. I told him we'd go with that one, and he politely took the order and left. My girlfriend spent the next 10 minutes or so joking about the wine ordering process, 
and I thought she was making fun of me for going with a cheaper wine. Fair enough. The wine was served to us and we both agreed it was really good. She kept going with the joking, though, and it was when she said that she hoped that it was 80,000 yen and not $80,000 that it finally hit me. Somehow, even after living here for as long as I have, my brain misfired and I equated 80,000 yen with $80 when it's actually more like $800. By that point, we were well into the bottle and there was no going back. Needless to say, that was a shocker, but I did my best to take it in stride and just enjoy it. She was pretty cool about it too, laughing about it but also showing concern about the, for us, outrageous price. I'm fortunate enough to not have to worry about it, and I'm thankful for that, but my bank account definitely took a hit tonight. I had to mentally prepare myself for when the bill arrived. Anyway, as I told her, we'll just be drinking tap water for the next 10 Valentine's days. That's it for today's episode of Reddit Readings. Until next time, take care. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.